Welcome to another edition of our Honest series for the City Business Festival. This is our third week and our focus is on the Ghana opportunity. We're talking about what it is about Ghana that should attract people to us. We've been speaking to the GIPC, we've been speaking to David Fosudote. Today we are very privileged to have a woman who's going to throw insights into what we call the orange economy, the creative economy. Ghana as an opportunity. What do we stand to gain? What should we develop in order to attract the money? Juliet Asante is not a stranger to us. It's good to see you, Juliet. It's good to see you too. Always good to see you. How are you? I'm good. Amazing. I'm good. I want to call you a creative advocate. Right. You're an advocate of the creative space in Ghana. Is that correct? You're very correct. I'm also a creative as well. Amazing. So, yes, so you create and then you advocate for creative exactly. spaces. And I, and I advocate because I know. Uh, because I, you know, it's a, it's a personal experience, personal journey. Mm. I know the space. Mm. Yeah. But these days, you are the chair, CEO of the National Film Authority. Authority. Yes. You are board chairman of NAFTI. Yes. Which means you are embedded in two very important aspects right. of the orange economy. Right. I'll come to that shortly. But tell me, when we talk about the creative economy mm -hmm. or the orange economy, you know, I did a bit of economics. Economists always talk about, oh, roads, infrastructure, mm -hmm. gold, diamonds. A Greek, you rarely hear them analyze until recently mm. what you guys call the orange economy mm -hmm. or the creative economy. What trick are we missing? Well, it's because we haven't developed it and we haven't focused on it. Unfortunately, it's one of the biggest avenues for us, but we haven't. I mean, globally, uh, global GDP, you know, the creative economy is about 10% of global GDP. Mm. Uh, even when you come to Africa, according to the UNESCO report uh, last year, 2021, in Africa, it brings about five, just the film and audiovisual sector brings Africa about $5 billion wow. and employs over 5 million. Mm. You say, wow. But what is interesting is there's a big gap. We, it's projected that the sector should actually be bringing us 20 billion and employing 20 million. Are you serious? I am very, Four very serious. Four times what we earn. Four times what we earn. Mm. So that, there you see the gap. And so if we are projected to earn 20 billion and we are only earning 5 billion, it means we are not focusing on it enough. We are not encouraging the infrastructure that needs it to grow mm -hmm. and all of that. But whilst all of that is happening, organically the sector is driving itself because it has that you know that ability to do so i mean um if you look at ghana in 20 last year let me just say last year ghanaian youth spent over 70 million dollars on online game alone and this is a sector that 70, 70 million dollars on online gaming, gaming alone in a year in a year and that sector alone globally is 200 billion Dollars. Dollars. Gaming. Gaming. Wow. And yet we are not tapping into that. And yet by in seven years, Africa is going to have 40% of the global youth population. So this is the future. This is where uh, young people are going to be. Young people play games. Young people love animation. Young people love films. Young people love music. Young people love fashion. Young people love poetry. Young people love... All of the things that we need to be harnessing. And you know what is even intriguing is that the barriers to entry are very, very low. And so many, many economies are looking at the creative sector to jumpstart the economy and bring some life I'll, into I'll it. I'll come to the barriers to entry mm -hmm. thing shortly because I, I guess 
if I were manufacturing shoes in Ghana, right, I'll, it would be difficult for me to go to Italy to do same. But if I'm producing content in Ghana, right, somebody in Italy can buy it and pay me directly. So yeah. that's what you're saying. But you gave a list. I just wanted to just touch on. So essentially, you've mentioned movies. Mm -hmm. You've mentioned music. Mm -hmm. You've mentioned gaming. You've mentioned fashion. You've mentioned poetry. So can we say those five, or there could be more, when you talk about the creative economy? Oh, there's more. There's even more. There's even, even more. Okay. I mean, there's so much. I mean, crafts is all part of it. You know, I, I, I mean, maybe I'll blank out a bit if I want to mention individuals. But, but in terms of significance, let's come back. Movies, movies very important. Music. Music. Gaming. Fa gaming. Fashion. Well, uh, gaming and animation is actually part of music. Mo it's a segment. Sorry, part of movies. Movies. It's a segment. So gaming and animation is part, it's of, part of So movies, movies is the being Exactly. Okay. Okay. Exactly. But what is good about mm. movies is that mm. movies is... Uh, or film let me use that language it's film. a vehicle for all um, you know almost all of the other segments within the ecosystem why do i say this mm -hmm. um i don't know the last time you list you watched a movie without music you know and some of the good music uh for instance there's this animation a canto or something mm. and the music track is raining just that mm. in ghana mm. as musicians we haven't you know our music community hasn't gotten waking up to you know are walking to the fact that there can be soundtracks for films and all that if yeah. you you know you do a film uh, makeup is, is an integral part. Characterization is about makeup and costuming. And mm. that's a dressmaker and that's a makeup artist. Um, and it's very critical to the characterization of the person uh, and what you see and what you, what you, you know, project for the film to be. Um, and I'll even go into spaces like, say, carpentry. Uh, mm. A carpenter, for instance, becomes a set designer on a film set. Uh, a lawyer becomes, uh, 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 you know, an entertainment lawyer. Uh, a doctor will definitely take care of, you know, uh, the, the, you know, be on set to take care of everyone. And if anything happens, we've had stories where people have been hurt or falling sick. So you see that the film ecosystem or, or film as a function is the one art that is not a, a single so it's multiplier effect and yes. it's for them backward linkages yes. are so many so in the film example you're giving it appears that for like a full proper movie to be shot mm -hmm. apart from the producer the director the scriptwriter, and the actors you're basically telling me that in fact the people who benefit from this could even be more than the main guys they're way the way more every film said and i'm talking about ranges so from very low to to up will will employ between 50 to thousands of people and wow. these are skill sets that vary greatly mm. from drivers to electricians, to makeup artists, cooks. to cooks, to uh, and then I can even go further to talk about the businesses that that you know uh, develop around you know. So, for instance, in Atlanta in 2018, Atlanta made 10 billion from film in one year, and 300 new businesses were started. Just in that year. Just in that year, as an offshoot of the of the sector improving the economy of Atlanta, and and mm. Atlanta has become you know has even you know passed over early when it comes to film ecosystem. They've done so many things. So you see that mm. many many countries are going after this. If you take Australia, I don't remember. I don't know if you remember this film, Finding Nemo. Mm. 
yeah. that animation, yeah, an animation. It, it was actually supported by the australian state as a way to brand the country mm. you know and mm. everybody knows that film finding nemo you know you go to uh, morocco for instance uh, which is a, a fellow african countries uh, country they've taken steps mm. to draw film productions into the country because come and shoot know, here so you come know, and use our desert you know game of thrones for instance some yeah. of the castles that are in game of thrones are mm. from morocco and yeah. here we are in ghana over 40 percent are here almost 70 percent of, of the, the forts and castles in Africa in, are in Ghana, are in Ghana. Yeah. so why are we not in these films that use forts and castles for instance mm. so let's take it back around this mm -hmm. is uh, it seems to me as if you see movies or film as one of the main anchors of the creative industry definitely is it also because in Ghana we've paid less attention to it because I'm coming to the Ghana issue mm -hmm. if you compare movies or film to say music mm -hmm. and say fashion would you say that if you look at the past 50 or so years the the film industry has not been given the which which of them has had the best support well relatively is more expensive to do film than music for okay. instance so let's just lay that frame and premise mm -hmm. and some and take a step back also i want to go back to the unesco report ghana is actually the second largest producer of content on the continent of africa did i hear you right that ghana produces the second most content in africa Yes. The uh, whole Africa or the just The whole SSC? of Africa. So this is according to the UNESCO. It's not even me just saying mm. the UNESCO 2021 report. Uh, so if you look at Nigeria, Nigeria is what? Almost 200 million or I, I don't, I'm not sure what the exact numbers mm. are. They produce between 2,500, 2,600 content a year. Mm -hmm. We, we are what? 31 million, 30, how many? 31 we, million. We produce roughly 600 and i will even push it a little bit between 600 and 800 content in a year mm -hmm. so if you look at even per ratio we are not very we, we do we do very well uh, yeah and we are not very far from nigeria if you look at 200 people at 2500 uh, 31 million at you know at, at uh, so yes we are mm. the largest producer of content mm. on the continent yes mm. but that's interesting i i always thought that south africa was ahead in production i always knew the east africans as well were producing a lot of content so how come our content doesn't get to make it to other markets because i feel we consume a lot more nigerian right. but i'm not sure does, does right. our content do that well outside right. ghana so first let me also frame it into the conversation of quality mm -hmm. uh, because i mean we all know that nigeria is like what the second largest producer of content globally after india after or? india before hollywood but mm -hmm. they're not per quality but per quantity volume. per volume mm. uh, but then there's a good number of that that is really good quality same can be said for ghana mm -hmm. so of all the the, the 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 numbers of course not all of them are quality but some of them are mm. can compete on, on the global scale mm -hmm. i mean uh when i did my film even uh, how many tw in uh, what 2015, 2015 we were nominated the, the the best film in africa but we didn't win mm -hmm. but here is what is interesting after those i was in competition with mm -hmm. uh whether those who won who those who didn't win went on to get funding mm -hmm. right away 
from some of the big players on the continent. But me being Ghanaian, even the big wow. players wouldn't pay attention because I was, you know, from Ghana, so to speak, because those other markets may be ahead in other things. So all of those dynamics play. But then the biggest dynamic is distribution. It's like you are a tomato farmer, you are doing the best, but then you don't have a market. Your tomato will get rotten and nobody mm. will get to taste your mm. beautiful tomato no matter mm. how much you took care in planting it. Same. You know, the entire continent has less than three major distributors and all of them are situated in French African uh, uh, countries. You know, they try to cover the rest of Africa, but or all of Africa, but it's not, you know... It's not great. And we don't have distributors here that you can go to. So as a filmmaker, as an artist, when I do my work, I should give it to a distributor who then takes it around, mm. does the marketing, a marketing person, an agent, all of those. So you see that within the, the value chain of the sector, there's so many gaps mm -hmm. from funding to production, to equipment, to all of that. And then most importantly, the road to market mm. is very, very limited and stuck. Mm. And that's why we are not seeing the light of day. We'll continue with that. This is the City Business Festival. Our honor series this week is focused on the Ghana opportunity. And my guest is Julieta Sante. She's the CEO of the National Film Authority. She's also the board member. Or is it board, board chair? chair? Board chair of the NAFTI, <coughs> which trains almost all our skills within that field don't forget the festival is brought to you by APSA with support from MTN IT Consortium Gersal and the GIPC when we come back we'll delve a bit deeper into the Ghana opportunity so we'll ask what are the opportunities available in Ghana for investment how different is Ghana from other markets so if somebody has a, a billion dollars and wants to shoot some stuff in Africa why should they come to Ghana what is the offering why shouldn't they go to Kenya Nigeria or South Africa would come back and deal with those. Stay with us. The entire month of June has been dedicated to business on City TV and 97.3 City FM. The City Business Festival will give entrepreneurs, SMEs, and individuals the needed insights and knowledge to advance their businesses. Join the weekly business forums every Tuesday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. live on City TV for discussions on various thematic areas each week, beginning with Week 1, Reimagining the Digital Economy. Week 2, Reset your SME after COVID-19. Week 3, the Ghana Opportunity. Week 4, Consumer Market. Week 5, Agribusiness. Also, tune in every weekday morning for the City Business Festival on-air series on the City Breakfast Show on 97.3 City FM to acquire the information you need to kickstart, grow, improve, strengthen, and expand your business. There will be a lesson for every business with the City Business Festival this June only on City TV, 97.3 3CDFM and on CNR Digital. The City Business Festival, proudly sponsored by APSA Bank and supported by MTN Momo, MTN Business, IT Consortium, the Ghana Investment Promotion Center, and Gersol. Welcome back to our on-air series for the City Business Festival 2022. This program is brought to you by APSA Bank with support from MTN, GIPC, Gersol, and IT Consortium. This week we're talking about the Ghana opportunity. My guest is the CEO of the Ghana Film Authority, Borcher of NAFTI, Juliet Ya Asantua Asante. So obviously the orange economy is vastly promising. 
but in Ghana, let's talk about the potential in Ghana. What do we have going for us? Is it the human resource? Is it the history? Is it the landscape? Is it the finance? If you were designing a global business to take advantage of any of the, 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 the orange economy components, why would Ghana be a place you would take seriously? So Ghana is so good and ripe on so many levels, mm -hmm. so many levels. Mm -hmm. I mean, first of all, we have one of the oldest training schools on the continent. You know, I'm the, as you said, I'm the board chair of the National Film and Television Institute, which is over 40 years old. Mm. Um, and actually, if you go back into history, we are behind a lot of the pockets of developments, including Nigeria. It's graduates from Ghana that mm. went to Nigeria. Yes, and actually started using video and started so what you now. We have a better history of. We actually jump-started Nigeria. Wow. And here we are. And so, and then I can go back to we were one of the first countries to have a world-class sound stage uh, and studio, mm. a, a black and white studio put up by uh, our our first president, Dr. Kwame Nkrumah himself, uh, which unfortunately has come to ruins right now, and we mm. sold that. Mm -hmm. Um, and from then, we also recognize the importance of film to impact the mindset. And so one of the first films that was made in Ghana, I think it was called The Boy Kumasiano or Boy something. Kumasenu. Yeah, Boy that, Kumasenu. Yeah, that, that spoke to the mindset and all. And I think the person who made that film or the governor who supervised that film got into trouble uh, with the colonial, with, with, with his people because he wasn't brought here to and enlighten the people through film as as really? was said yeah so, so he, he didn't he, he didn't even get commendation no no what we would consider a very positive right thing. right wow. you know and so from that time we understood the importance of film to impact mindsets mm. to provide jobs and all of those things when you ask the question how does ghana situate right now mm -hmm. ghana is still uh I would say one of the best countries to position itself mm -hmm. to help close those gaps. Mm -hmm. And it is because of that that we actually launched the Shoot in Ghana campaign mm. to invite the world to come and shoot in Ghana. Let, let's what? take our time. Okay. To shoot in Ghana. Yes. Hashtag shoot in Ghana. Yes. Hashtag shoot, shoot what? Shoot films in Ghana. You know, because when you say shoot. I, no, I'm saying that because, you know, there's a lot of issues in the U.S. <laughs> There's a gun conversation going on. No, there's so a I mean, lot. Anybody, a shooting range in Ghana. but tell me when you are coming to shoot your when we are coming to do this yes. uh, recording. Yes. What what would you say? We are coming to shoot. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, not all our listeners. No, understand. shooting Ghana okay. is, is uh, anyone who understands film knows that it's a term that is yes. globally accepted mm -hmm. and is different from when you say film in Ghana a little bit because. Film can be a verb or a noun, you know, but but when shoot, you say shoot more, we know what it is. It's a verb. So you, yeah. can, you can have a movie and then yes. the set you bring it exactly, to shoot exactly. Ghana. Now, why are we doing this campaign? One, mm -hmm. Ghana actually has very beautiful locations. Mm -hmm. We've we have we've gone around the country. We are mapping out the country, so we are actually taking mm -hmm. videos of the entire country, wow. and you should see what we have every. Whether it's a mountain, whether it's a valley, whether we have beautiful mm. riverways, mm. streams, waterfalls, um, we have animals, we just don't promote it enough. We have desert looking spaces. We have 
even if you you go to slums we have them and mm. even those are important you mm -hmm. remember slum down oh, millionaire, slum millionaire. <laughs> exactly yeah. so we have the right locations mm -hmm. we have the right skill sets i talked about the training school so we have skill sets mm -hmm. we have a good equipment landscape we are not the best but we have some good equipment some great films have shot here mm -hmm. if you remember uh, i myself was in one of those deadly voyage there was beast of no nation ali all of these films and there was a time when you know uh, roughly about five of those were happening here every time uh, you know five million dollar productions and all do you know that there was a time when uh, uh tom cruise wanted to shoot mission impossible in ghana really they actually came here and mm. he himself came here they met artists and all mm. something went wrong and it didn't happen mm. but that just tells you that ghana has everything it takes it's easy to bring your money in and out mm -hmm. um obviously there are some things we need to work on like yeah. tax incentives yeah. and all now when you say tax incentives especially within this the times that we are in people are jittery but here we are talking about opening an entire new revenue stream. Mm -hmm. So we are saying you don't even have this money at mm. all. But let's introduce tax incentives because all of the competitive countries mm. have tax incentives. I mean, Atlanta has it. Um, Morocco has it. South Africa has it. Singapore has it. Australia has it. Canada has it. UK has it. Everybody have it. Mm. And why is it important? Because when a film, let's just take a typical scenario. Mm -hmm. A producer wants to produce, let's say, a hundred or hundred and fifty million dollar film, mm -hmm. or even a five million dollar film, or even a one million dollar film. They pick up themselves, they come here, they come with the equipment, they come with some kind of crew, but not all. So they come to Ghana, they stay in hotels, they eat at restaurants, they purchase, they rent equipment, they during the shoot, they pay all the crew who will be mostly Ghanaian. Then the little percentage of no, crew they brought, exactly. Then the local, there's something also known as skills transfer. The few producers they've brought or the, the crew they've brought would then train the local, to the locals. Exactly. Locals will get to use some of the advanced equipments that are out there mm. that we don't have. We get the opportunity. Mm. Plus, we employ all of these people. So you're talking about on such a production if it's let's say a five million dollar production mm -hmm. you're talking about roughly about a thousand to two thousand people that have been employed on just that one production you're not talking about the skill sets that have been transferred and that money when they bring it back they bring it to ghana it is not going back mm -hmm. because they will use it all here mm -hmm. and that's why countries are doing so much to attract mm -hmm. that and once that happens and then you see that our local economy or the local sector will also then get the skill sets we need know how to manage the equipments we need and have the funding because people will be paid mm -hmm. to then fund our local productions to also hit the global landscape i i get that i get the idea that world-class production can happen in ghana mm -hmm. and you're working to get that done what about the reverse where there are platforms like Netflix. Mm -hmm. There are platforms like Apple TV. Mm -hmm. There's even DSTV. Mm -hmm. Where even YouTube. Mm -hmm. Where you also want people to pay producers. Mm -hmm. So that if you produce a movie in Ghana. Mm -hmm. And the movie is good. Mm -hmm. Somebody living in California can also say. I want to watch Julius Asante's movie. Mm -hmm. And pay. Mm -hmm. Subscribe to Netflix. And because Netflix mm -hmm. features your movie. You're getting mm -hmm. paid. Are we actively working to also make that possible? 
So if we are going to talk, have the distribution conversation, then let, let's not stop at VOD, which is most of the, those you've mentioned are VOD, what you call video on demand. Mm -hmm. But it's like going to the market. There are several markets. If I come to Accra, there's Medina, there's Makola, there's wherever market. And if I'm a producer, I want to be able to sell to all of those markets or else I, I may not make my money. And if you look in the scheme of things, maybe Medina market is well known, but it's not really as big as Makola market. But then everybody is talking about Medina market. So I think that Medina market is it, but actually is not. Now, let me break that down for you. In the value chain of film, there are festivals, which is usually the first level of distribution. There's cinema, which is the second level of distribution. And all the big films need to be in the cinema. Why? Because cinemas increase the value of your film on all the other levels down. It brings in an audience, so many things. And there's a, many producers make a good money in cinemas. Some don't. But look at, again, going back to data, the entire continent of Africa of over 1.3 billion people have less than a thousand cinemas. Are you serious? I'm serious. The whole Le Africa? The whole Africa, less than 7,000, well, 1,700 screens. Screens is like you have silver bed. That's one cinema. How many screens? How many rooms are the there you can watch? The whole Africa have less than 1,700 screens. Oh. So the, the cinema thing hasn't even started. So you don't even... So in Ghana used to have many, many cinemas. You remember the Rex, the Orion, the, or even Roxy. the Roxy and all, and all of those have gone into disrepair. So if I'm a filmmaker and I cannot get a cinema to show my film in, so there's yeah. festival, there's cinema, there's cinema, and then there's what? and then there's pay TV, which is the third level. The third level, and then you have before you even start descending to VOD. So I, I even jumped the gun, but yes. can't we say that because of the times we're in, the fact that you know because you, that it may be more difficult to increase the number of cinemas because the infrastructure around that space and all that. But if your content is available, and young people, you mentioned gaming, which means a lot of young people with good internet would want to pay for whatever they want to want to pay for. Should we still go through the process of festival, cinema, uh, pay TV to VOD? Or we can leapfrog and say, you know what? Let's just have the content. We need all. You need and all. As NFA, you insist. And as NFA, for instance, we mm. brought the, sec the, the largest... Ghana is going to be the host to the only cinema conference in Africa. So there are three in, in the world. You have CinemaCon, which I was just at, at Las Vegas. Then there's... Uh, Cine Euro, and then there's Meta at in the MENA region. Now we've managed to pitch to bring Meta to Ghana. So wow. for the first time, we are bringing cinema investors to wow. Ghana. But to your point, mm. um, you see, when it comes to VOD, VOD is great and all that. But if I start, maybe I shouldn't. But if I start telling you the number of subscribers to VOD, say Netflix in Africa, it's not that it's, it's not such a great picture because VOD can only go as far as internet penetration can go. So my dad in Akosomo wants Netflix, but I can't get it for him because the internet there is yes, not that great. But if you have a cinema, but if I have a cinema, many people can go and watch. So filmmakers will make a lot of money there. So let's not jump over the cinema landscape. I think you made that point. Yeah. Now when it comes to VOD, yes, we are trying all those efforts, but then again. 
uh, Nigeria, South Africa, Kenya, they are up the ladder when it comes to subscriber um, subscriber numbers. Okay, for for very concrete um, uh, uh, steps they've taken, it didn't just happen. I mean, for instance, the African director of Netflix really comes from Kenya. So obviously, I hear they are going to open even uh, Netflix Kenya or something like that, perhaps. Because, of course, that's, you know, she would want to or they would want to develop that area. So what are we also doing mm -hmm. to make sure that we are situated right? One, for the subscriber numbers to rise, mm -hmm. because obviously it's a business decision for Netflix or Amazon or anybody. Mm. Um, and all of those things, we need to take care of those things. But whilst we are following that conversation mm -hmm. and trying to get our content out there on those platforms we feel that if say netflix was shooting a nigerian film mm -hmm. but then they came and shot it in ghana what would that mean ghana would automatically be in that film ghana will benefit from mm. the money from shooting from the crew mm. ghana will benefit from branding ghana will benefit from all of those things this is one of the reasons why we even set out to try and attract investors to come and build a studio here so you clearly see the economic opportunity and the levels that which you've explained them are very brilliant my last question for you is how optimistic are you you've been working in this for almost all your life. Mm -hmm. I think in the past few years, you've been in a more policy influential position. Things are tough. Mm -hmm. What's your level of optimism that in our lifetime, what we have seen in Bollywood, what the Nollywood guys have done, we can do and do better? Um, Bernard, to answer your question on how optimistic I am, I, I like to make this statement. I believe that the revolution of Africa will happen from the creative space. Hmm. And that is a bold statement I can I can go on record and say anytime. Wow. The the kind of mass numbers we need to employ can only come from the creative space. Because the barriers are low, the barriers to entry are low, the opportunity is vast, is global. The branding of Africa can only happen on the wings of the creative space. And young people, you know, uh, are not waiting for permission. So when I say that. For instance, Ghana spent over $70 million on online games. These are young people who are taking their phones, which is something that we have getting on the phone and making a decision that they are going to play these games. But then we are asking ourselves, or we should ask ourselves, mm. these games, who are developing these games? So we as a country, we need to think about developing these games for our 1.3 billion population in Africa that look like us. Once we begin to do that, then that opens up a space for all these young people who are looking to play, who are playing anyway, mm. who are creating these games anyway, who are creating these animations anyway, mm. who are doing these films anyway. This year, for the first time, a Ghanaian film made it to a short Ghanaian film, made it into Cannes for the first time. In France. Uh, Cannes in France, which is the, the, the world's most foremost uh, film, festival, film festival. festival. So the opportunity is there. People are coming together and networking. Mm. Uh, the role of policymakers, and I'm happy and, and grateful that I, I have the platform 
to be able to push forward the policies that are necessary mm. to help the sector push forward the way it needs to do. But this is what I say. With or without policy makers, creativity is creativity. We'll, we'll find its way. So and, policy uh, better get better along. Better get along. Because uh, what the guys are doing, they, they will keep doing. They will keep doing. Wow. And what they are doing is fantastic. They are mm. selling Ghana. The creative space is selling Ghana. Mm. The creative space is bringing money to Ghana. Mm. But the gap according mm. to the UNESCO report is over 15 billion and what is Ghana's share in that 15 mm. billion mm. those are the questions we need to ask and take the, the actions that we need to take mm. you know what Ghana is the headquarters of Africa continental free trade union this is we are the center and one of the things that we say is that Ghana is the gateway and Africa is the destination amazing I like that. I like your optimism. Thank you, Thank Julian. You. Yes, Anto Asante. Thank you. As ever, full of energy, full of passion, very focused indeed. We've been talking about the Ghana opportunity for the orange economy with a special emphasis on film. Of course, he's filmed by us. We don't have a problem with that. Don't forget, this festival is brought to you by APSA with support from MTN, Gersal, GIPC, and IT Consultant. We'll be with you next time. Bye-bye.